You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya, the Denver Gazette, and my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, how are you doing this morning, other than uh, your computer problems that you've been having? <laughs> Yeah, those. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm fine, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It's a, it's a beautiful Tuesday here in Colorado. Uh, and Nick, let's just jump into it because there's a lot of stuff to cover in this coaching search. It feels like it's really uh, ramped up these past few days, uh, especially especially even this morning, Nick. Uh, news coming out that Dan Quinn uh, is getting a second interview in Arizona, I believe, today or tomorrow. Um, you've got Sean Payton, all the rumors, you know, floating out there that he's got a second interview later this week with the Broncos, but he's interviewing with the Cardinals on Thursday, which is when he's supposed to interview with the Broncos, which means maybe that interview is being delayed. Who knows, Nick, but what do you make of all the stuff around the coaching search? I thought we'd have maybe a few finalists out there by now. We'd have a list of guys that would, that would get a second interview. We've heard nothing. It's been kind of silent, but uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, speculation and rumors out there about what's going to happen next with this coaching search. Well, that's just what it is, George. A lot of speculation as to what's going to happen. And this is the great part. I guess it's the best and the worst about this situation. The best meaning is, though, now is a lot of speculation on second interviews. But the worst part is that, hey, they haven't finalized an individual. So that tells me one or two things that all the individuals that they have interviewed have all done well. And that doesn't, I don't mean the group as a collective. I mean the individuals that we continue to hear uh, their names that come up. And the fact of Dan Quinn being in, uh, interviewed in Arizona, it's kind of, uh, you know, interesting within itself because, you know, George Payton knows him well. They've spoken to him uh, before. I think he would make one heck of a head coach. But it goes back to this time of year where, you know, everyone starts to speculate a lot about, you know, where they think, you know, guys are going to go and what's going to happen with this team. The one thing is for sure, this group definitely has to make sure that they get this head coaching search right. This can't be another one and done over the next year or so. You need a guy who's going to be here for at least uh, four to five years. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, and, you know, with the production on the field, that would determine how long this person is here. But I, but I feel as though this uh, ownership group is trying to do their due diligence to select the right coach. And maybe some of those things that were said or asked in those meetings has gotten them really intrigued. And they want to go back and, you know, go back and see exactly 
what is the right thing for this team as far as who is the next head coach? Yeah, I think there's there's a couple things that the these last few days ha- have showed us. One, I think that this ownership group is approaching this differently than the search group did last year, right? If you remember, Nick, and I, I tweeted this out yesterday and I wrote it in the Denver Gazette as well. Last year, they had three finalists, and it was Dan Quinn, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, and Kevin O'Connell. They only interviewed one of those final three for a second time. They, they, they said, hey, these are our three finalists. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett. They got antsy. Nathaniel Hackett never left. They never interviewed Kevin O'Connell or Dan Quinn, and they hired Hackett on the spot because they were worried the Jaguars were going to hire him because he had a second interview lined up with them. They're not going to do that this year. I know there was a lot of people out there on Monday when it came out that Sean Payton, you know, was coming for a second interview. They're like, it's a done deal. Once it gets here, they're not letting him leave. That's not how this is going to work. Uh, now, maybe they they do the second interviews before Sean Payton gets here and they eventually get Sean Payton after that second interview. But they're going to go through with some of these second interviews, Nick. I, I fully believe that, uh, that, you know, whoever it is, whether it's Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryans, which – if it is D'Amico Ryans, it should be noted, they cannot interview him until next week. They cannot interview anybody that's in the playoffs still currently until after the NFC and AFC championship games on Sunday. So if D'Amico is one of them, maybe that's why there's not been a whole lot out there because he's one of the ones they want to interview a second time. I don't know. But whoever it is, they're going to interview him a second time. This isn't going to be a situation where they only interview one candidate a second time. I just don't believe that. That's the way they've approached this. I truly believe – uh, the reports that have been out there, Nick, that say that they don't have their top, that there's not a top guy, there's not a leading candidate. I, I think that they still have a handful of people that they really like and they want to see a second time. And then lastly, Nick, and this is what I think Broncos fans need to realize, because, again, there's a lot of people out there speculating about what's going on. Sean Payton holds all the cards right now for a, for not just the Broncos job, but almost all these jobs. Like all these openings, these five openings are kind of waiting to see what is Sean Payton going to do? And the fact that he's going around and he's obviously he interviewed with the Broncos last week. He also interviewed with the Texans last, last week. He interviewed with the Panthers on Monday and he's going to interview with the Cardinals on Thursday. He can do whatever, whatever he picks to do, everything else is going to fall in line. I, I truly believe he's going to be the first domino Nick in this coaching search, unless the Colts go out and maybe hire somebody before then. But for these other teams, they're waiting to see what Sean Payton does and so that's putting everything a little bit on hold. And I, in, in Sean, I, I think he's doing kind of what the Broncos are doing in the sense that he's going to weigh all of his options. I know everybody's like, oh, well, he wants to go to the Broncos. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think he likes the Broncos. I think he likes what they have to offer. But I think he wants to go and see what do the Cardinals have to offer? What do the Panthers have to offer? What does Fox have to offer? I mean, the longer this goes on, you know, there's a lot of reports out there that he could just go back to Fox. So until we figure out what Sean Payton's doing, I think it's going to be kind of a, a, a holding pattern for everybody because he kind of holds all the cards and all this because everybody wants to know who's going to land him. And if your team doesn't land him, you've got to maybe look somewhere else. So especially if he is the leading candidate for the job. So those are kind of my takeaways is, is I know that a lot of people thought the Broncos might have a head coach by the, by the end of this week. And maybe they do, Nick. Maybe Maybe I'm wrong here, but I think this is going to extend into next week. Uh, and they're they're going to actually do some of these second round interviews, unlike they did last year. And I think we're also going to have to wait and see what does Sean what does Sean Payton want to do. Well, here's the one thing that's interesting about these second interviews. So when you look at Sean Payton, 
let's be totally honest. This isn't his second interview. It is, if we're taking account for how many times he's spoken to the Broncos, this would be his third opportunity. So when I think about that, after speaking to him, once they speak to him again a third time, why hasn't a deal been done thus far? See, once again, I look at the situation and say, well, they are trying to cross-reference all the answers that the previous coaches have given to them. So whatever Sean Payton has said that he kind of wowed the room, they're going to toss those same answers, those same questions at Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryans, to see how they will react to certain situations that Sean Payton has uh, stated what he was going to do and vice versa. And when I look at this, I know you're saying, hey, it's all on Sean Payton. And, I, and, and a major player in this situation that I don't think is really talked about a lot are the Dallas Cowboys, right? Sean Payton once coached there. The Dallas Cowboys were just booted out of the playoffs, you know, 19 to 12 by San Francisco 49ers. Jerry Jones could have one of those moments where he fires Mike McCarthy. If he fires Mike McCarthy, that therefore opens the door for a guy like Sean Payton and tosses this whole head coaching search on his ears. Now, the Broncos, or as is being speculated, there is no front runner right now. There's a bunch of guys, a lot of speculations. But I'll tell you this, and you know this too, because you make decisions in your life every single day. There's always someone that you favor over other individuals. And it's a matter of them saying the right thing for you to make you go, yes, now I'm sold on this person. Here's the contract. Let's get it done. They have an idea of who they want. Let's not be mistaken. The Broncos know who they want. It's a matter of, once again, cross-referencing the answers now that they've collected all that data with some of the other guys and see what type of answers that they are providing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, Nick. I, I, I really don't know what to think of a lot of these reports because it seems like there's a lot of conflicting stuff out there. Obviously, you also have a bunch of fans that, you know, are just throwing stuff on the wall and see if it sticks. Like I, I just, it, it's hard to, to read into some of this stuff, Nick. I do want to ask you though, as somebody that I know that you like Dan Quinn, are you a little concerned at all that the Cardinals are getting a second interview with Dan Quinn before the Broncos? No, I'm, I'm not. I mean, because th- think about it. It's about the last impression. You go to Arizona, you talk to them, you see what's going on. And the, the situation with Arizona they have a new GM. You have no uncertainty or you have no idea what's going to happen with Kyler Murray and his injury. We know it's probably going to be a six, six to eight months before he, re- he returns. That's like midseason. So who is your quarterback at that time? Colt McCoy? And, and, and if you're Dan Quinn, it is not the best setup for you. That defense hasn't performed well. J.J. Watt just retired. So when you look at the options that are out there, you're definitely looking at the Carolina Panthers and you're looking at the Denver Broncos. So while most believe that Dan Quinn really doesn't have a choice or say in this, he definitely does. Because once again, when we look at who's the best fit for the Denver Broncos and why, we can list out a bunch of uh, 
uh, pros and cons for each guy. But I'll tell you this, you know, you mentioned earlier about D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans had four interviews scheduled. He only took two. He canceled the other one with the Colts and the Cardinals. The only two that he has right now that he's done so far, Broncos and Texans. Those are the only two. And like you said, I think this is something real important that because he's in the playoffs, the Broncos can't talk to him for a week, right? So we get through this whole interview process with Quinn and, 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 and Sean Payton, and no decision has been made. There's no ink on a piece of paper. Someone would have to us to speculate that the Broncos are still high on one D'Amico Ryans. You tell me if I'm wrong, if that situation plays out the way that I just described. I think there's a very good chance that they want to talk to D'Amico again, Nick. Uh, and for a couple of reasons. One, I think he impressed them in the first interview, and it's not surprising. I've heard his personality and the way that he speaks and connects with people is very high, uh, and that's why a lot of teams want to hire him right now. Um, so I, I think that he impressed in the interview last week. And then number two, Nick, and you and I talked about it a lot last week on Thursday's episode, he was very impressive in this matchup uh, against the Cowboys this last week, right? We, we talked about – these two coaching candidates, Dan Quinn, D'Amico Rines, going up against each other, and if it meant anything. And he went out there uh, against a really good Cowboys offense and was able to shut them down. I mean, that's why they won that football game uh, was because of the way the defense played, kept the Cowboys obviously out of the end zone except for one time, turned Dak Prescott over a couple of times, which, you know, some of that was just Dak being Dak probably. But, um <laughs> You know, but they, they won that football game because their defense, right? And and there's a good chance maybe they play in the Super Bowl because of their defense. And I'm sure the Broncos ownership group say, hey, we want to talk to that guy again. Look where he's at. I mean, of all their candidates, Nick, he's the only one still still coaching uh, in the playoffs and has a chance to, you know, coach in a Super Bowl. So I'm sure that that's where their thought process is at. So it would not shock me at all, Nick, uh, if D'Amico Rines is, you know, one of the guys that they want to talk to a second time. I also think it's it's one of those situations, Nick, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is I think that the, the ownership group has also come to a point, not saying that they don't want to pay what it's going to cost, but you talk about some of the draft capital that's been put out there. Obviously, they're going to have to give the Saints a first-round pick. Sounds like maybe they'd have to give them a, a third-round pick as well, maybe two third-round picks, maybe a future second-round pick. I don't know. It's a lot of draft capital. Plus, now it's going out there, Nick. It seems like the number that it's going to cost to pay Sean Payton uh, it is just keeps rising. Now it's at $25 million per year, which again, I know money's not an issue for this ownership group, but I'm sure there's thinking, do we really want to pay this guy $25 million when we can go get and, and give up a bunch of draft capital? When we can go get a Dan Quinn for $8 million a year or a D'Amico Ryans for $6 million a year or whatever it is. Uh, like I, I think that that's probably maybe entered their head a little bit saying, well, do we really, when we can go get another really good coach and we don't have to give up all that stuff. Yeah, this is kind of uh, uncharted waters for this ownership. Yeah, I mean, you talked about the deep pockets that they have so they can cut any check, but every team has someone of a limit. And there's no player, no, no, there's a player's union, but there's not a coach's union per se. And when you look at the fact of how the number continues to go up for Sean Payton, it, it should, you know, make other teams just kind of uh, wonder and probably want to give the Broncos a call and saying, listen, I know there's not a coaches union, but we don't want to set a precedent here with coaches. So you pay Sean Payton, then the next coach who has experience, once again, because that's what people keep saying, it's about experience. But if you continue, if you pay Sean Payton, 
his price tag as it continues to go up. Some other coach with a lot of experience, been to the playoffs, put a lot of players either in the Pro Bowl or in the Hall of Fame, they may want uh, their own personal payday as well. So that's something to definitely think about. And I want to go back to something that you said earlier about Sean Payton holding all the cards. It's kind of funny because when I look at Sean Payton, it's similar to uh, the Harbaugh situation. Did he, was he really committed to coming or was it all about elevating the amount of money that he could be paid? Because Sean Payton still has the job with Fox. He can go He can go back. He doesn't have to take any of these jobs. And then after two, 2024, he's scot-free. So he can be used, he can use each team he interviews as a way of bumping up his price tag. And as the Broncos look to interview him, not a second time, but a third time, every time you got to think about it, that dollar value is going up. Do you really want to do that? And you mentioned draft capital. How much is going to cost the Broncos from a draft capital standpoint? And I've heard so many people mention, well, I mean, hey, the pick is uh, maybe 28 to 31. I mean, you're not picking up quality players. Yes, yeah, there are some quality players. We'll get into it on the next episode. But when you think about this, is that something that you want to do? Because if you pay Sean Payton a boatload of money, you give up draft capital to the Saints to acquire him, then that means when he signed on the dotted line, he better sign as well. Hey, the Broncos are going to go to the Super Bowl 2023, 2024. And yes, here is the year we're hitting the Super Bowl. Because if he can't make those type of guarantees, I don't know if you can give up that draft capital to acquire it. Yeah, it's it's a lot to give up, Nick. And and I, you know, it's it's it, look. I, I think Sean Payton's probably worth it in some regards, but also you, there's a lot of things that um, you know that they need to go get in the draft. And I still think that pick is very valuable there, wherever it is, twenty eight to thirty one, and as yeah. well as the future third round picks. So. Um, they've gotten some good picks in those those later those later rounds. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, Nick. We're going to take a quick break. We'll dive into a little bit more coaching stuff, uh, as well as I, I know we want to talk about a specific player today, Nick, uh, as well uh, as we enter this offseason, big offseason for this particular player. Uh, and then we'll also eventually get into some of these playoff games that we watched this last weekend. 